This is a brunch pre-Oscars mini-podcast that contains spoilers, but we can't imagine you care. If you haven't seen the movie and you're afraid of spoilers, there's no way you'd logically seek out a podcast about the movie. Let us begin. Jojo Rabbit, a delightful movie from Taika Waititi. Yes, possibly one of the most delightful movies of the year. Pretty close to that and Peanut Butter Falcon. Which makes it deserving of a Best Picture nom because this is a movie about Hitler Youth. And <laughs> it is a, it's a whimsical movie about Nazi Germany, which is an impossible task. And it is ultimately... At least from my perspective, an inoffensive movie. Yeah, it, so it very much spends the in, the entire entire movie borderlining on being uh, like offensive or in bad taste. It's the most and it never gets difficult there. area to tread, yes. and it's most difficult is is what I've basically uh, said the entire time while discussing this movie. It's I think it's the most difficult movie that has been made this year. Yes, yes, yes. And we talked uh, when Peanut Butter Falcon came out. We said uh you you can say that you love it but you can't say it's the best movie because it's just it's such an easy movie to execute and Mm -hmm. it was executed brilliantly this is the other end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. this is as hard a task as a director and filmmakers could have it's about a kid imagine the pitch imagine the pitch of this movie right what is the elevator pitch of all right so a member of the hitler youth who is just totally bout it yeah. But fails all out of Hitler. his training and finds that his mom ha- is hiding a Jewish girl in his attic mm-hmm. and the kid's best friend is an imaginary friend who is Adolf Hitler and he, as like a kid, kind of falls in love with the girl. Yes. In the attic, I and saw some people die. I saw somebody. That's uh, the somebody ha- compared Hitler in this movie to like a, a fairy godparent, but it's it's Hitler. But it's Hitler, and I was you're initially wary of that when you see it. You're like, we doing we doing fun Hitler? Is that what we're trying to do here? And no, in the context of it all, it's it makes sense. Yeah. It, it works, and I think that Taika Waititi does a great job playing. Uh, whimsical Hitler. Yes. And uh, it, eventually, I mean, like, it, it all comes together and it makes sense. And it, like I said, it does not cross the line to getting to bad taste, which I think is very important for this movie, obviously. Sam Rockwell is in this movie, which makes me wonder if he only takes roles that could be potentially controversial. Played a racist idiot in Three Billboards. Everyone was pissed about that. Played George W. Bush after that. Yeah. He was just in Richard Jewell. Which was kind of controversial, and then yeah, he's he like, played, he played the good guy, Richard Jewell. That's right. He's like, "What say we do a, a Nazi movie?" <laughs> he took a, a brief break. He did played Richard Jewell, was clear good guy in that, and was like, "Okay, time to play a Nazi." Yeah. So this was this was, I would say, one of the biggest snubs in that it's nominated for best picture, uh, which I think is certainly. Uh, a deserving nomination, but it was not nominated for Best Director. And that's, I would say, one of the biggest snubs. The yeah. directors nominated Tarantino, Bong Joon-ho, and Sam Mendes, all of whom very deserving. But then the other two were Todd Phillips and Martin Scorsese. Scorsese, uh, we both agree, shouldn't have been nominated. I think that he should maybe be like 
punished for a little bit, like not allowed to make <laughs> you, movies. You really like for the back from saying banned from Hollywood. I was thinking of that. I was like, canceled would be strong, but Todd Phillips certainly not deserving. Scorsese certainly not deserving. I don't understand how YTT doesn't get nominated for this because it was the we've said it a couple times now. It was the hardest film to make, and he did such did a, a great job. job of it. In terms of like, in terms of execution and in terms of style, I thought the style of the movie was was very nice. Yeah, uh, a great underrated character, someone who probably won't get talked about throughout the um, the awards season. the uh, The kid who played JoJo was tremendous. His uh, his feature film debut. Great job, very, very and good. he seems like the sweetest kid. Taron Egerton, when he was accepting his Golden Globe. He was naming all these great actors, and then he shouted out the kid, and he was like, buddy, like you're really coming along, and you're great. And I remember the kid was so happy, but I was like, man, that kid doesn't know that he's better than Taron Egerton. <laughs> I don't know. They should have cut to him, Taren and he should have been like, shooting daggers at him, like, who the fuck do you think you're talking? Oh, oh, thanks. I'm not your pet. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, th- oh, really, Taron? Oh, really? You think I'm good? Oh, what makes you think that? that yeah, take notes. You're now. around actors <laughs> exactly. You're around actors all the time. You uh, should know which ones are good. I don't good. know if I agree with that. Taron Egerton is a pretty good. Taron I like a lot, yeah. but I'm like, we're thought, acting like this. That, that I mean, he just shouldn't have won. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to mention. Uh, I mean, there are. I mean, all the so he was. Here he wasn't really the kid good. I was going to uh, mention. I was going to mention Yorkie. His friend. That kid is, is like a scene stealer. Every scene that he was in was Great way of putting it. Every scene that he was in, he stole. And the scene in the end when uh, <laughs> JoJo meets up with Yorkie and uh, the allies are really uh, closing in and everything's kind of going to shit. And I think JoJo in that scene is wrestling with the fact that uh, he's already lost his mom mm-hmm. and... He has Elsa, who who he lives with, and also great in this movie, by the way. Right, and he's got some he's got some feelings for her, and he cares about her, but he also knows that uh, that a- according to everything he's he's learned as a member of the uh, Hitler Youth, basically that, his entire world is crumbling down. Right, that uh, he sees like he's not supposed to like Jews, and somehow that that's brought up to Yorkie, <laughs> and Yorkie's like. Oh, Jews aren't so bad. Like it's <laughs> it's the rest of the world that we're worried about now, and the idea of like a, a child who's been taught one thing and like these people are bad, these people are bad, just completely rejected that idea. Right, realizing everything but oh, we're the bad guys. He's like, oh, well, Jews aren't so bad. It's it's that every other country really seems to hate us. So uh, he's accepted everything but the fact of like, why. Yeah. Like the, the, like, you guys are the bad not guys. A good time to be in because Nazi. Jewish people are they're good, fine people. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't he say that? He's yeah, like, it is not a good time. Yeah. Nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, I know. It's definitely not a good time to be a Nazi. Chris, so when we say like it's inoffensive to laugh about, like, oh man, rough day to be a Nazi. Like, that's that that's a a tough sell as as something a, a source to find humor. Yeah. But the way they do it, they do it. They do it such a good job of it, and a lot of it is the performances. A lot of it is the writing, um, and a lot of it is like the like the realization that they don't go 
too far in and beat a dead horse throughout the entire course of the movie. Like right. a lot of the Nazi stuff and like the Nazi humor comes at the very beginning of the movie. A lot of that's knocked out in like the first 20 minutes or so. And then they move on to like actually addressing the story and getting towards the narrative and getting towards the actual message presented in this movie. And the Nazi stuff comes back in, in like brief spurts here right. and there throughout the rest of the way. But you don't feel like it's a one-trick pony the entire way. For sure. It's also up for Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Film Editing, Best Production Design, Best Costume Design. Uh, Production and costume design, not going to win. Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917. I feel like those are going to really kind of circle around those nominations. And also Best Supporting Actress, Scarlett Johansson. She's nominated for a couple things this year because she's also up for Best Actress in Marriage Story. Mm -hmm. And she's got no shot, I would say, at Best Supporting Actress because Laura Dern in Marriage Story and Florence Pugh in Little Women are definitely going... One of those two is going to take that. But she was really good in this movie. She was solid. Yeah. Yeah. Her character was important because you've got this kid who is so obsessed with hitler and hitler youth and nazi germany and a mother who over the course of the movie you come to understand is not about that life mm-hmm. and then just once her her demise and him seeing her very important character everything i'd say all the characters in this movie serve a role there's there's not like a why did they shoehorn this in or there's there's not a lot of fat on this movie when whereas with other movies like the irish i mean it, it's like the polar opposite of the irishman yeah uh yeah i think that that, and that it's a good movie <laughs> i i think that every character in this movie serves a purpose no matter how small and i think that every character in this movie or every actor and actress in this movie does a really good job of mm-hmm. servicing that role you know, like one person that i definitely wanted to mention was Stephen merchant like Stephen yes. merchant in this movie was so good in a very small role and like served a, a it's a very small role, but he served a pivotal purpose in one of like the most intense scenes. Oh right, yeah, when they come to the house. Yeah, and like he was he was very funny, but also like menacing at the same time. Uh, so like every every piece of this movie, I felt like worked in unison toward what towards what they were trying to accomplish. My yeah. biggest my biggest thing about this movie, though, like I I do think that how difficult the subject matter to to tackle kind of hides or disguises the idea that they like at its root they don't take any massive chances beyond the actual subject matter well i would say chances within that realm would be maybe maybe that that's how you stay afloat though yeah because if you were to go if you're to like go off the deep end and really push it with this delicate of I mean you cer- you certainly like raise the stakes in terms of like fucking it up and, and I would say the disaster. stakes are already high enough when you're making a Hitler youth musical comedy. I, yeah, I, I I get that, but I also like I want to sort of make sure that it's when people are like, "Wow, man, this movie did something that's never been done before." And like they they really they really went dangerous with this one. It's true, but it it's true with like the subject matter, but it's not necessarily true with within the, like the each plots. joke or little things like that. Is that what you're saying? No, I would say like at the beginning, yes, but towards the end, like that, like the story between JoJo and the girl, yeah, 
it's it's a, it's a nice message, and it's it's like it turns into a delightful movie. But that's not something that we've never seen before. Oh, of course not. It's just like a somebody conflicted with right. They just they're just putting somewhat of a new spin on it, and that spin is dangerous. I don't necessarily understand <laughs> what 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 you're saying. So I don't want to like I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to counter it or agree or disagree. Well, I'm just like because like one of the the big things that I came away from this movie was saying like it's like un- unlike anything else that I've seen before. Yeah. But like the more that I thought about it, it was like that because of just like the fact that it had some fun with like it was a Nazi satire mm-hmm. and I'd never really seen that especially portrayed in the way that it was with like Taika Waititi playing imaginary like, right, imaginary like non nonsense hitler mm-hmm. um but like at its root story-wise definitely have seen this it's definitely there are uh, like a uh, uh, there are movies oh all sure over i mean like diary of Anne Fra- Ooh, you're message. just saying like somebody during nazi germany who's like sympathetic to jewish people right yeah oh it, yeah of course but i feel like that's that that would happen in any nazi movie or nazi germany movie i think that what makes this what makes it different is that this was a right. comedy. Right. I I'm, again, I'm That's still like saying a roundabout that it takes way chances. of saying they did something that that you hadn't expected before, that you hadn't seen before. Yeah, I mean I'm not saying that they haven't. I'm just saying that like overall while discussing it, it's not as dangerous as it may as some people may make it out to be. It's it's very difficult. I would disagree. So you're saying it's not as dangerous because other movies have been made about Nazi Germany. The other Nazi Germany movies didn't weren't a comedy. I understand that, but I'm saying, in terms of like the plot mm-hmm. itself and the way that the story plays out, there aren't a shitload of chances taken or like dangerous twists with the plot. It very much plays out like something that you've seen before just in terms of the plot itself, but like the pieces around it are different enough to sort of disguise that. I would say that that's just because it's a movie where somebody thinks one thing or runs into some sort of conflict and then there's an issue. And then like, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking at like, I'm, I'm visualizing like that chart of just like what any story is. And there's like the climax and then there's the ending. And then I don't know. I think, you- I think you're underselling it. I really like the movie, and I think that it is the most difficult movie to make of this year. And I do, I concede the fact that, like, you probably have to sacrifice in other areas while making something of this subject matter. Like, so you're allowed to be played a little bit more safe in terms of the way, like, the feel good story that plays out at the end. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that like it, you have to recognize feel good. Uh, I, I'll also disagree with <laughs> with that. You don't think that it's like a feel good message that the kid's mom dies? That that no. Well, I get it's a feel the, the, the Germans losing World War Two. <laughs> I would say was a a plus for me. Yeah, any World War Two movie is just a feel good movie. But right, the good guys won it. No, it's I I would. I would say that it's a feel-good movie based off of, like, the progression of JoJo's character and sort of, like, the realization. That's not and good. You're not allowed to have redemption arcs. <laughs> yeah, so right. JoJo has it. JoJo's uh, problematic. I think that this arc. is a difficult movie to discuss in terms of... I thought like, we were doing great, and then I don't know what the <laughs> hell you said. You, 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 I didn't understand what you said. I think that we've gotten to a point where, like... The, is Jojo Rabbit a feel-good movie is a decent discussion. 